0: Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, well, big surprise. This is the tragic story about the last living moments of nine-year-olds Nicola Fellows and Karen Hedaway and the 32-year-long struggle to get them justice.
1: Oh, no, nine years old. Little babies.
0: What? Yeah. No. But before we get into that, What are you drinking?
1: Today I'm just drinking an Aldi lemon and ginger tea. Does the job. Mm -hmm. What about you? What are you drinking, Maureen?
0: I am drinking Twining's peach tea. Oh, nice. Yeah, I let it cool, then I added it to some water, or to some water, to some ice. So it's a little ice peach tea. Oh, so
1: it's like Peach iced tea, that's like my favourite, the Lipton's one, although yeah, it probably has so much sugar in it. Why have I never seen Twinings peach tea before?
0: We have it over here.
1: I've never seen that, I would totally get that if I've seen it. Have you ever seen, um, where the heck did I see this? You can, I think it was in America, you can get these sachets. Mm-hmm. Of Lipton's iced tea, but they're like a powder form and you like add it to water. Have you ever seen those?
0: Yes, I have them.
1: Do you have them? Yeah, yeah I throw them I over here I just oh. found it like the weirdest thing. Do you know where it was? I think it was in Greece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the same though as a normal bottle of Lipton's no iced tea. No. It's just not the same. You just also, interesting yeah. fact about Lipton's, there was a documentary, if uh-huh. people really care this much about tea, some people might be <laughs> right now.
0: You honestly but... do watching documentaries <laughs> about tea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a documentary about hmm. Lipton, the man, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and guess where his parents came from? Ireland. From manna.
0: No way!
1: Swear to God, swear to God.
0: That's where we're and from. I
1: believe he was born there. And do you know what, Mariam? I'd need I'd need to go back and watch it again. It's been a while, but I think it actually was Anna Skillin. or at least Anna Skillin was mentioned in the documentary in some form. Maybe they worked there or something. But he went over to England and then America, and he was like a big philanthropist. Like he he did a lot, like a lot. You know um, what?
0: Now I'm just going to buy lots of Liptons tea now I it's feel really like it's cool
1: <laughs> to know that isn't it yeah I and feel like, like now she... I have like an
0: association with Lipton's and I should buy it and I should oh,
1: support it, should... it yeah totally <laughs> do you know my boyfriend Dan he uh he works for Kerry Foods and on his on the site on the plant like he well he's the accountant so he's not like in the factory but like he's beside the factory and there's there's a Lipton's um factory and I was like that is so cool I've always loved Lipton's but now I'm uh-huh. like that I know really the history. I'm like, yeah. yes, loyal to them now. I've always bought the iced tea. Yeah. But he, he like, um, he was... A, like The Americans loved him. I know, like, Americans do love Irish. But, like, they really loved him. And he was, like, in this really big um, yacht, like, race. It was, like, a really, really famous race. And he would always lose every year. But he would always re-enter the next year. And he was sort of, like... Um, the miscongeniality, you know, like people just loved him even though he didn't win. They all like were rooting for him and I just think he was a legend. You should look at pictures of him. I, okay, this is pure speculation. He, ne- I don't think he ever married, like it never once talked about women. I have this feeling that he might've been gay uh-huh. and, and, Like, maybe, like, just devoted his life to, like, helping other people or whatever because it was really hard to be gay back then. That is pure speculation. No Uh idea. I just thought it was odd that they never spoke about any relationship at all, which they usually do.
0: Oh, his parents had to leave because of the famine and they went to Scotland and then they went... See, I
1: think a few of their children died in Fermanagh. Oh. And... They, yes, it was, they, it became like a really sad place for them. So then they had to, was it Glasgow? I thought it was England that they went to.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. That's it. People just loved him. He was just like a legend. I didn't know that. If you watch a documentary, you'll be like, this guy was a legend. Mr. Lipton. Yes. Well,
0: for, for the me time, I thought we could talk about my baby hairs. All right. <laughs> Because I'm okay. not opposed to that. Because I remember whenever I was like, I don't know, like 20 or something, that I noticed that I had really bad baby hairs and we go out dancing, partying and stuff. And like, nobody else seemed to have baby hairs. And I remember I asked, I think I asked you, and I think I asked Kirsty, and I was like, mm-hmm. how come you don't have baby hairs at the front of your face? And both of you said that you like... You cut it off or you like shave it off,
1: right? Is that what you do with your baby hairs? Do, I don't remember this conversation. I mean, I'm sitting here right now with my hair up in a bun. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'm
1: f- I, I don't have a mirror in front of me, but I'm feeling my hair and I can feel them. They're there, like I can feel the baby's hairs, and I know I uh-huh. look crazy. I know this are, I guess, really crazy ones. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but hers aren't. Curly as curly. Hers are more straight. Uh-huh. I know yours are probably curly because I think we get the curly hair from our mum. Yeah. But I would... I, the ones on the side, I wouldn't touch. But I have, on occasion, cut with scissors the ones on my forehead. Yeah, the
0: forehead ones because because
1: if I, so I, So I'll tell you what. Over the pandemic, I did uh, an experiment. I said, right... Because they don't grow that fast. So like I cut them. Oh, jeekers. I just cut them when I notice them, right? Yes. But I was like, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to try to grow them out. <gasps> That's
0: what I'm doing. That's no. why I wanted to talk about I'm growing out my baby okay, hairs. Okay,
1: great. Well, I can tell you <laughs> the end of my story is it didn't work. Oh. They never fully grew. Okay. It. They just got to this awkward length where it was uh-huh. like, I didn't know what to do with them. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, I cut them again. Oh yeah. Well, how, how long does it go? i so sorry. I don't have a better happy ending for you. Kim Kardashian lasers hers off. Well, I'm not Kim Kardashian. Tres. I know. I know. <laughs> I, know I know. I know. But I'm just saying, you're not alone. And yeah. some of the most beautiful people in the world have this problem. So, I yeah. Don't know.
0: But like, so I have also been growing out my baby hairs, and it's actually going not too bad. Um, really? But yeah, and like, the, like because they used to grow like. Quite quiffy, curly, like wispy, be- wispy. Yeah. So they were growing out, and like the problem was is that like they would just sit in the front, and you could notice them. And so I was like waxing them down and like hair spraying them down and stuff like this to make them like yeah. like, like go to the side and hide them underneath hair and stuff like this. They like they're so dark. Yeah, they've got they're like
1: about
0: it's about the length of my by index finger, the pointer uh, finger, which is
1: that one, the the, the longest point- one.
0: The pointy one you point with. Oh, okay. <laughs> Clearly, have no idea about anatomy. The pointing finger. Okay. The pointy finger. It's like this. It's like yeah. I that. I
1: think mine got to that length as well. Oh. And I just felt like maybe it was just that I couldn't take it anymore. But I just felt like they weren't getting beyond that point. And it oh, was really? Just, That's where I am. Now. I don't know. I don't know how long they stayed at that point, but I remember it was. It, it was just. It drove me crazy. They were driving me crazy. I feel like
0: as well, though, that, like, as, like, the years have went on, I've been, it's almost like I've been, like, making my baby hairs more like i've because i've been cutting them and going back and back and back like i've been like kind of like receding my hair i think
1: no that's an old wives tale it's like if you shave the hair it'll come back thicker like all of that kind of stuff is like nah that's your 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 roots of your hair are your you can't change them do you know what i mean no i mean like i was going back further
0: into the back of my head because you keep cutting them Like I was making my forehead bigger
1: No, and going further back. You don't think so? Well, you see, if you cut them, so that was... (laughs) It's getting into real detail. Oh, not on the sides, right? Because no one can see the sides. It's the forehead bit. It's like you don't have a fringe, but you have these baby hairs. So I would cut them, but then it it would make my forehead look bigger because they were shortening my forehead. Yeah. But it's just an illusion. Your forehead was always underneath. It was well, basically,
0: always there. <laughs> so basically, I've been experimenting with growing my baby hairs as well. And then the other day I was dyeing my hair and I gave them highlights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this is a whole new level. Oh my god, you've got to waste so much time on your hand. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I did. I feel oh like I just
0: was just like you know, there's cause like I've been dyeing my hair right up, up to the root at the moment. That's just like I can't mm-hmm. just have blonde hair and then like these big dark Baby hairs just flapping up in front of my face. That's like hilarious.
1: A, these like are a, the best treated baby hairs in the world. Yeah, Kirsty is over there hacking them off, <laughs> and you're like lovingly <laughs> highlighting them. That's hilarious. Yeah. But now they are at a slightly
0: awkward length, and I can sort of hide them a bit more now. But I'm thinking, can of you? Okay, maybe fair re- play to you. Giving myself like a light fringe that I can hide them under
1: see that's more. what you need whereas my hair very much kind of splits so they yes. just hung down and it was like I couldn't yeah so I'm thinking just a very light I don't want a fringe
0: but I'm like a light one that will I can like pin them to or stick them to a hairspray yeah. or something and hide it and see if I can just no longer have baby hairs that would be amazing yeah
1: you know what I mean? It would be. They are they are. No, I don't I don't know that many people that talk about them. I've seen the trends nowadays to sort of um make them into uh God, how would you heck would you even describe it? I think everyone's gonna know what I'm talking about, where you get like a brush and you kinda get some wax and you uh, make yeah. them into like a wavy pattern.
0: On your face. No, I'm not into that. I don't want to.
1: I don't want to. So yeah, keep us updated on your baby
0: hairs? I sort of like just sticking to it, you know,
1: and not giving up. Is the hardest bit. Yeah, that is the hardest bit. I I didn't succeed in that. Anyway, should we start? Let's do this. I'm kind of scared. I'm going to
0: start with a warning. Warning, there is child sexual assault in this.
1: No, Miriam, why are you doing this? So,
0: if that's not for you, you got the fill you need with the baby hairs, then see you in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but we are going to keep going. Okay. This is the Babes in the Woods case. Have you heard about this?
1: I have not. Was that sort of like the headlines? Yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It's
0: very similar to the...
1: Holly and Jessica?
0: Holly and Jessica. It's very similar to Holly and Jessica's case, um, only they're a little younger.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Uh In
0: 1986, best friends Nicola Fellows and Karen Hedaway were nine years old. And although they attended different schools, they were lucky enough to live close to one another on a Brighton estate. At 3.30 after school, on October 9th, a 20-year-old guy named Russell Bishop and his 16-year-old girlfriend went to Nicola's house. Russell knocked the door. Nicola answered. He asked if he could talk to his friend, Dougie Jude, who was a lodger living at Nicola Fellow's house. Nicola told him, Dougie is in here, get lost and bring your slag with you.
1: (laughs) Okay, sass, (laughs) okay. Wow. She must have reason to speak like that. Maybe this guy is like a known loser yes he is a he also is a maybe she's not happy that there's a lodger in her house I would hate that as a child I would hate that, would hate that too it's right. weird especially yeah. like a full grown man or I'm assuming this guy's like 20 odd like yeah. in your house and you're yeah. like a little girl I would hate that yeah but look maybe her parents needed the money obviously yes yes but still yeah. do you know
0: well he could have been like you know like a family friend
1: maybe you yeah. know and they're just I'm just wondering why lodger. there's this like tension
0: well, apparently... So, Russell was messing around with this high schooler. Like, she was 16 and he was 20. And while with this girl, he had a toddler at home and a pregnant long-term girlfriend.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. Whoa, whoa.
0: So, I think that, like... Okay,
1: so so this Nicola, she just knows that this guy is an arse.
0: Is an asshole and, you know... Yeah. And she's just re- basically being, like... Like, ew, your relationship
1: yeah. is not good. don't want you at my door. Yeah. yeah.
0: So after this uh, very coarse encounter, Nicola met her friend, Karen. It was about 5pm when Nicola's mum saw Nicola and Karen still in the estate playing outside with a roller boot.
1: Just a single
0: one? And that's what I thought. I was like, just a single one. It's really roller- sad. I said like, oh, It's like, somebody get the girls another roller boot. Yeah. Sometime after this, the two wee girls ended up wandering down to the shops by the main road. Not far. I looked it up on Google Maps and it's like a 10-15 minute walk. Okay. Down by the main road, apparently a 14-year-old acquaintance saw the girls and told them uh, you should go back up home. Your parents are going to be worried that worried about you that they... Can't see you or find you. And that you've left the estate.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to remember. At nine years old, you didn't really walk about on your own sure, you didn't.
0: Nine is pretty, pretty young, yeah.
1: It That's... is, it is. I mean, like, I'd say we would have, like, went down to the shop. The corner shop. But that would have been about it.
0: And you'd or be nervous to go down.
1: Know. You'd be, yeah, you probably would be. It would need to be, like, daylight. And, uh-huh. I don't know.
0: But you would. I remember going down and being, like, nervous. All the, the bigger... Older, tall, like... Yeah, because, I mean, they're
1: so big. They're Mm. physically so much taller than you. Yeah.
0: But anyway, they they weren't scared. They were down there hanging out by the shop and stuff like that on the main road. So instead of going back up to the estate, Nicholas said to Karen, "Uh, come on, sure, let's just go over to the park. Um, And across the road is Wild Park, which is a huge park, it's got a wildlife reserve it's got a golf course it's got manor houses and you know like statue type buildings i like guess not a little tiny one it's like a huge big park you could get lost in okay and apparently the girls were forbidden to go there so it's probably quite dodgy okay when the girls bedtime came and went both the girls parents panicked karen's mother oh, michelle God. called 999 Quickly, a helicopter was deployed to Search Wild Park and a search party of around 200 people, including police and neighbours, was organised to look for the missing girls. So they were on it like right away. That's brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The search party was able to estimate that the last time the girls were seen was at around 6.30pm. The girls were still hanging around by the main road, standing and chatting by a police box. So they must have went into the park after 6.30pm. Russell Bishop, the guy who had came to the door earlier, the one with the slag
1: slag girlfriend. <laughs> He's so mean. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I also want to make a point that mm-hmm. isn't 16 underage in the UK? It's pretty young, isn't it? He's
0: 20. Well, I think, I
1: think the age of consent is 17, right? I think it Am is, I right?
0: yeah. I think. It so, is, 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 yeah,
1: I feel like no. I might, I might eat my words later.
0: Yeah,
1: if she's involved in this, no. but I feel like right now she's a victim of Russell because he's like creeping mm-hmm. on this young girl. Yeah, because he's twenty. But if she's involved,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we'll see. But that no, still doesn't not, take away from the involved. fact that you know I, I, that yeah. it was. A red flag to me when I heard the difference in their ages. Like, he's like a full grown man, and she's still, you're in school at yeah, 16, most like you're, likely, you're so. in a
0: uniform yeah. with a school bag. Yeah, and creepy. And science creepy books. Like. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Russell was also spotted lurking around the main road. He was easily spotted because he was wearing a long sleeve, bright blue sweatshirt with a car logo, Pinto, whatever that is, on it.
1: Pinto beans. What's that from? Pinto. What is that from? Pinto beans. Pinto. No, no, no. That's from nothing. Moving on. (laughs) I think it was American Dad, but he doesn't say pinto beans. He says Cheeto. Yeah.
0: Russell had actually joined the search too, no longer wearing the shirt. Oh. While being part of the search party, Russell told the police that Misty, his terrier was a highly trained tracker dog and that she was insured for £17,000. sounds
1: like a load of BS.
0: A little terrier is a tracking dog. I don't think so. <sighs>
1: <laughs> LOL.
0: In the afternoon of the next day, the girls' little bodies were found. No. They were hidden in a makeshift den in Wild Park. Oh my god. They had been strangled and raped. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. When the bodies of the girls were found, Russell was close by and ran towards the scene with a police officer. What?
1: Mm -hmm. Why is he everywhere?
0: What? I don't know. He's just everywhere. Russell ran up to the girls and felt their necks checking for a pulse. He told the police officer...
1: Excuse me. He touched their bodies? Mm Mm-hmm. Why did they... What? did? this is yeah, okay, this is the eighties, but it's like mm-hmm. mid eighties. It's not as if they didn't know like what, what, what...
0: About DNA?
1: Well about I think they had DNA, right? Am I am I wrong?
0: It wasn't it wasn't as refined as we have today.
1: But even just disturbing the scene and yes. the bodies you know, you you don't move about like they knew that. Like you just You
0: don't touch who, a crime he's scene. A
1: nobody. Who the yeah. heck is this man? He's mm-hmm. not an official you know, like but, like, if he's this kind of local scumbag, which it sounds like he is, with the mm. ki- with the 16-year-old girlfriend, with the pregnant everything, and it's just like, what, what? Yeah. It's like, you might let a respected member of the community do that, but why I'd are you letting this random yeah. 20-year-old doofus do this? Right.
0: Yeah, so he went up, he checked their necks, checking for a, pul- for a pulse, and he told the police officer... You know, yeah, I went up and I checked him for a pulse. that there doesn't seem to be a pulse. Um, but do you think there was anything? Another reason why he was telling the police why was he so insistent on touching them and telling the police officer that he touched them?
1: So that now it's like that's a reason for his DNA being there. Well, yeah, like, but that's not doesn't mm-hmm. are the cops not gonna realize that very quickly? Mm-hmm. I mean.
0: The police officer who was with Russell at the time the girls were found said that in hindsight the whole thing was off.
1: In hindsight, not in the moment. <laughs> right like in front of you. If that happened in front of me, I'd probably tackle him. Yeah, but I like, don't fucking you dare.
0: touch the don't you the dare? bodies, yeah. the girls, the crime scene. He said that in his opinion, he and Russell were not really that close enough to the area of the makeshift huff. Huff? Hut to know where to run to or to even give an account of what he saw and when he like ran towards it.
1: So, did did an officer or somebody shout, I found them, and then yes. he made a beeline? Is that yes. what happened?
0: Yeah. Somebody was yeah. like, I found them, and he ran towards it, and the officer's like, There's no way. He would, he, yeah. he would have known where to to. But like the Ian Bailey,
1: he hears like a French woman was murdered and he goes straight to her house and it's like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit suspicious.
0: So police were immediately suspicious of Russell. Due to his persistent closeness to the case, they also felt that Russell's account or versions of the events were inaccurate and not very believable.
1: Did even have an alibi? Are you going to mm. get to that? Or?
0: So yeah. So police interviewed Russell. And his telling of his movements and whereabouts, his alibi of the last two days were really inconsistent and contradictory. At first, Russell told the police that on October 9th, he had been in the area, in and around the estate, because he was going to steal a car. Why Uh, is he offering that up? I know, so strange. Like, he was going to steal a car, but then he didn't.
1: He's like, okay, (laughs) right.
0: Then another time, he also claimed that he was on the main street because he was going to go to the newsagents to buy a paper, but then when he went there, when he got there, he realized he didn't have any money, so he didn't buy a newspaper.
1: What on earth.
0: Does he live close by? He lives, like I think it's like 15-minute drive,
1: but you wouldn't... Really? Well, I don't think I would drive 15 minutes to get a paper. There's got to be somewhere closer to you that does a paper. There's bound... Yeah, exactly, right? You it depends drive if he's out way. in the middle of nowhere, but this sounds like a... Suburb. This doesn't sound like you know.
0: Also, he didn't buy one, so it's like he didn't have like the paper to prove
1: that he what well, he had or he didn't it. bring money. Like if you're driving for fifteen minutes uh-huh. to get a paper, you uh-huh. bring money with you for that. Like you don't. And you you're know?
0: saying that there's no loose change in your car.
1: Yeah, it just it doesn't seem believable at all.
0: Uh, and then he told the detectives that he was going to go see his sixteen-year-old girlfriend that evening. Um,
1: Again. Why do you keep bringing these dodgy right, things off?
0: <laughs> right? But instead of meeting his underage girlfriend, he just went and bought some weed and went home instead.
1: <laughs> all these things are so awful.
0: Right? And it's just like...
1: Oh, God. They're
0: asking him what is his alibi. And all of his alibis are like half alibis. It's like, I was going to steal a car... But I didn't. It's like, mm-hmm. so, like, so basically that's nothing. That's not an alibi. You didn't, you're just saying nothing. Do the thing. Yeah, yeah you cancelled it out. I was mm-hmm. going to buy a newspaper, but then I didn't. It's like, so what did you do? What, what is your alibi? It's like, that's still, just because you were going to do something doesn't mean, that's an alibi.
1: Yeah, he's not fully thinking it through. He's just thinking of reasons I may have been in the area. Maybe it was this, maybe it was that. Yeah, None of so those stupid. are going to get him out of it.
0: Not only were his answers for his whereabouts weird, but he was just like dodgy and slimy. And he already had a pretty bad reputation. Mm-hmm. People who knew Russell didn't have many good things to say about him. And soon enough, a grotesque picture came into focus. The police talking to like his friends and acquaintances and stuff like that, people around who knew him. um, They gathered that he was a petty thief, and he worked for some time as like a roofer. That he was constantly lying, and he would always like try to constantly what sorry lying, and he was always trying to like talk shit and like big himself up. He was always trying to be like the typical lad and. Like he even like grew a shitty little mustache. No, <laughs> he's one of these weird losers.
1: Um, yeah, I have such a visual of him right I now. I wonder if he looks like what I think.
0: And then anywhere he would go, he would rev his engine and like race anywhere. Anywhere he was going, he was like revving what? and no. racing his what? shitty little red hand spray painted Austin Mini. <laughs> oh.
1: He doesn't deserve that card. I know it's, way it's so too cute.
0: For him. So cute,
1: adorable. But yeah, he just—I mean—the whole picture you've painted is just yeah. Oh, we're not, not done yet.
0: He was five foot five and weighed eight stone for a bloke. Yeah. Okay, I
1: wasn't expecting that Yeah, he's tiny.
0: Yeah, so for a bloke in the eighties, he's like super tiny. Yeah,
1: he's short, but he's also thin, very thin, short and
0: spindly. And then very you can thin. just picture his spindly little mustache as well
1: oh stop (laughs) what like pull does he have over her or like other women he's impregnated all these Mm -hmm. women and like what like what is the allure here
0: apparently like he was known as a ladies man now i don't know how to do inverted commas i don't know how to do the quotes
1: okay wow okay
0: don't know how
1: don't know how, yeah.
0: Not only is he a bit of a loser, but remember Dougie, uh, Dougie from the start, who was the lodger. Yeah, yeah. So he was quite friendly with Nicola and Karen's parents.
1: Did you say friendly?
0: He was friendly with the girls' parents. Okay. Okay. So he sort of, you know, felt a little bit parental, like towards the girls, and she and he yeah. warned them. Like, you know, you should stay away from Russell because, like, he
1: is not safe. He knew that Russell wasn't safe. Dougie,
0: yeah. Dougie knew that Russell had clear sexual interest in little girls.
1: He knew that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like an interest. Like, you could tell from looking at him that Russell is looking at little girls.
1: So does he, Dougie, go to the police and tell them that?
0: This is all like character references and stuff like this. The police are like... okay. So he, he did tell the police. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the, the this guy and blah, blah, blah. So Russell played like football and cricket and stuff like that. And Russell's teammates on these sports, they all recalled how Russell, Russell had a habit of wolf whistling at young... Young schoolgirls as they walked past, and he would what on earth? He would stare intently at the local girls, the local young girls in skirts who were doing handstands. Oh
1: God! Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. I know,
0: I know, because it's so. Dude, it's I can't so...
1: believe he's doing this in front of other people. I know,
0: and other people are like, "Dude, it, like he's just uh... so so brazen, just staring at children." Yeah it's so like it just robs your innocence. Because we were always doing handstands when we were kids. Oh
1: my god, we did oh, so many handstands. constantly. And then, then when you hear things like this, it's like oh Jesus. There was Christ. probably times Although we were have done skirts. more just at home.
0: But can you imagine if there was some like creep watching outside, watching through the window?
1: That could oh, have happened. Dude. Yeah.
0: Uh, Russell also had a string of young girlfriends, some of whom were noticeably young and still in school. There were also rumors that Russell would talk the local teens into appearing in his homemade pornos. The f- fuck? Yeah, and then he would pass these pornos around the men who were living on the estate. Oh, Jesus. This is just the, the worst. Yeah, and he was doing all of this and acting like this, despite living with his pregnant partner and his young son. Wow. So, due to the account inconsistencies inconsistencies, suspiciousness, overall creepiness, and the fact that Russell lived only a mile and a half from Nicola and Karen. Russell was arrested on suspicion of murder on 31st of October. In 1987, Russell was tried for the rape and murder of Nicola and Karen, but the trial was a disaster. No. So the pathologist and the forensic investigation team Failed to record the temperatures of the girls' bodies. This meant that they could not accurately state a time of death.
1: How on earth? I know. Could that possibly happen? You have two young deceased girls. That's not a common occurrence. Would you? Would you not be like hyper diligent? Because it's such an important case?
0: Yeah, like, let's do this right. I don't right. understand
1: that. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't get that.
0: I know. So when it came to the trial, the prosecution lawyers had to be, like, guesstimating that, that Nicola and Karen uh. were killed sometime between 5.15 and 6.30. Okay. Such a big gap. hmm But without scientific evidence or specific numbers to back up the time of death, the prosecution... The prosecution could not really challenge Bishop's weird shitty alibis on the night of the murders. And even though the girls were strangled to death, hand marks and measurements were not recorded and fingerprints were not taken from the scene.
1: Now what is that? Right. I'm flabbergasted. I mean, right. could you imagine being their parents? Oh you God, I'd be furious. so Yeah, I mean, how can that happen?
0: How can, what on earth? The scientists didn't analyze the blood found on Karen's he didn't. underwear. Why they didn't.
1: Not Mr Scientist. Mr Scientist. What? I know. Like why like So they've got like Especially given where the blood was?
0: I know. So fucked. Uh
1: uh uh yeah. I'm in I'm total shock. I'm in total shock here what is yeah. going on.
0: So there's like hardly any
1: Could they mess this up more?
0: I know, right?
1: Mm -hmm. What about semen? No, I don't think there was semen found.
0: I don't think
1: the They obviously didn't gather it then.
0: No. So now we're going to go backwards a bit before the trial. So even while looking for the missing girls, the police were super suspicious of Russell. The police asked around and were able to figure out that Russell had been spotted by locals out and about that day. They all described Russell as wearing a blue sweatshirt with a Pinto logo on it. but By the time they were looking for the two girls, he was no longer wearing the sweatshirt. With a hunch, on the day of the search, the police also searched for and later found the dirty, sweaty, bloody blue Pinto sweatshirt that was discarded on the railroad tracks. It was perfect evidence.
1: What an idiot! He just discarded it
0: right, he just underrated. How hard is
1: it to burn a sweatshirt,
0: right? Or just well, it would have been perfect or evidence.
1: Wearing it any, or put it in a bin that the council is going to take away, or just yeah, not the tracks. It's so stupid! It's just going to lie there.
0: Yeah, what an idiot! It would have been perfect evidence if they had have stored it properly. So it was also unusable and untestable.
1: So when they took it into evidence. They messed up.
0: They couldn't the preservation it. of it. Yeah, yeah. What on earth? So what essentially,
1: mm-hmm. someone needs to be fired here. <laughs> no, seriously, like that. Yeah. What else are they doing? This is their job. Like, mm-hmm. what? What are they doing?
0: Just fucking it up. So essentially, all the lawyers had to argue with was eyewitness accounts of Russell wearing a blue sweatshirt on the day of the murder, which is like fucking vague.
1: Yeah, who who
0: Yeah, he, he was wearing a blue sweatshirt. He was wearing Yeah, I definitely yeah. seen him in a blue sweatshirt. And it's like, just cuz somebody was wearing a blue sweatshirt doesn't like it's doesn't mean enough. it doesn't mean anything. It's not enough. So Russell and his defense easily cast doubt. Russell said he was not wearing a blue sweatshirt. You can't even prove that the sweatshirt is his. Like, because there's no DNA, you can't, like, it wasn't preserved correctly. His 16 year old girlfriend, who was with him on the date, remember the slag? <laughs> <Stop> <laughs>
1: calling her that. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, are you calling her that because that's what Nicola called her? Did Nicola called her the slag. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This whole time I was like, why are you calling her that? <laughs> I was thinking it's so harsh.
0: It is so harsh. Okay. I haven't heard the word. So oh, that's what she
1: called her. Take yeah. you and your slag and go gonna, away. Get yeah, get lost. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, I thought that was you. You no using that word. No, was like, that
0: wasn't me. That was Nicola. But I think- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. You <laughs> remember the slag? Okay, so wait, what about what
0: about her? So she was going to testify that he was wearing that sweatshirt on that day because she oh. was with him on the day. The prosecution hoped that this would undermine Russell's credibility credibility, and portray, portray him as a liar. So sort of like, he's like, that's not mine. And then mm-hmm. the slag is going to come in and say, that is yours. And you were wearing mm-hmm. it on the day. Um, mm-hmm. So they wanted to show that Russell was a liar. However, at the trial, she changed her story. And she told no. the jury that she had never seen the sweatshirt before. No.
1: Yes. Does she think she's in love or something? So she is a slag. <laughs> Stop! I hate that <laughs> word. I'm I'm banning that word.
0: Banning banned. I think that's the last time I use it. Actually,
1: banned from the podcast. Okay, great. Can't call people slags. Yes. Look, she was don't. Sick. Yes, that's the that's the lesson. Well, there's lots of bigger lessons here. So she <laughs> changed her mind. I wonder, did he get to her.
0: Well, she, he's probably held in. Custody? I don't think he can get oh, her. why did she change her mind? I don't know. She's a slag.
1: Right? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: No, I feel bad. I mean, like <clears throat> she's only sixteen. I mean, at sixteen, you're still a baby, you know. And oh, maybe completely. She's, and maybe she's just he a he might rude, have had such baby. an
1: influence over her, and yeah. she's not thinking straight.
0: Yeah, and you do weird things when you're sixteen. You know, you got so many hormones.
1: Oh, totally. <clears throat> she, yeah.
0: So. Essentially, there was nothing. The judge informed the jury that unless the jury was sure that the girls were dead by 6.30, they should acquit. Because they couldn't prove what time the girls died. uh, The the prosecution believed that the girls were killed at 5.15. Between 5.15 and 6.30. However, different witnesses stated different times they saw Nicola and Karen walking about the area um, and they stated different times that they had seen Bishop leaving Wild Park. So it was very contradictory. Mm. On the 10th of September, 1987, after a four-week trial, Bishop was acquitted of both murders and released.
1: What the actual fuck?
0: Three years later, in December, 1990, Russell Bishop is convicted of a very similar attack on another Brighton girl.
1: Oh my God. mm mm-hmm. He
0: was found guilty of kidnapping, molesting, raping, and the attempted murder of a seven-year-old.
1: Oh my God.
0: Fortunately, she survived. <gasps> yeah. She was able to, like, finger her attacker and say it was him. Wow. Which is great got him sentenced to a recommended minimum term of 14 years.
1: Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What? What is life in the UK again? I think it's something like 30, 35. I can't remember. But that just seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, right.
0: Well, that's minimum. Like, you'll probably stay in there longer.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still.
0: You would think that this would, like, give more weight to, like, yeah. the... The babes in the woods Uh who were fined. But there's this thing called, like, double jeopardy.
1: Can't be tried twice for the same. Yes. Yeah. Do we have that here in the UK? Yeah, we do. Everywhere. Well, most
0: places have it. Now, but in 2005, a very special change was made to the Criminal Justice Act about (gasps) double jeopardy. What do you you think happened?
1: Oh, with the DNA, because Uh it's, like, unrefutable, it's just Uh factual.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Because DNA, then
1: you can... Okay.
0: You can bypass... Yes?
1: Yeah, I just realised I said unrefutable. I think I I meant irrefutable. Which is it? Err or on? I think we know what you mean, Therese. It's fine. You get me. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. So because of the significant advances in DNA, they repealed the double jeopardy rule. Now, an acquitted defendant may be tried for a second time for a serious offence. But the requirement to repeal the double jeopardy rule is that the new, it must have new and compelling evidence that was not used during the original
1: trial to be found. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair enough. If it, it didn't is. exist before, then. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, like, this does not include witness statements. Like, you can't have somebody be like, I was yeah, there. Yeah, just coming
1: forward. Yeah.
0: So the process is long and grueling. So in January 2006, so this is like a long time, about 20 years later. Wow. So in January 2006, forensic tests were able to positively link Bishop and the blue Pinto sweatshirt. So his DNA was on the Pinto sweatshirt. It was his. Yeah. Um, however, by the end of the year, the families of the both girls were informed that there, that, that was not enough evidence to proceed with a fresh case. Oh. So then they had to wait for another five years when Nicola and Karen's case is like handed over to a cold case review. And then with more... It just takes so long. And then with more forensic tests and more investigation... Eurofin's forensic services also came on board to help with the babes in the woods, the same forensic team that helped bring the killers of Stephen Lawrence to justice. The sweatshirt also had fibers from both of the girls' clothing, so their yeah, clothes that I was hoping, yeah, were also on the sweatshirt.
1: Fibers are crazy, uh huh. Like they blow my mind. Uh-huh. The, a fiber from one fabric can get onto another. It's just like whoa,
0: right? Additionally, Crazy. Eurofins found red paint on the blue jumper, which matched the paint samples taken from Russell Bishop's shitty red hand spray-painted. Ah, ha,
1: second you. <laughs> Shouldn't have spray-painted your car. Yeah. So the shitty red. Bet s- it was a really badly done job as well. Bet it looked crap.
0: I bet it was patchy as fuck.
1: And then that came back to bite him in the ass. Yeah.
0: So, it's on. His sweatshirt and it's on the girls. How would it get on the girls? That blue, the Literally,
1: those paint chips are on that were found like on their bodies or clothes or whatever. On their clothes, yeah. Wow.
0: Furthermore, tape beans from Karen's arm also showed traces of Bishop's DNA. So even though, (gasps) yeah, it was just everything was like either not gathered or like stored incorrectly, but with the advances in technology, they were able to. To really get in deep. And they were able to get traces of his DNA.
1: Wow. And they find a lot. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. like paint and fibre and DNA. and yeah. that's a lot. It's the very team, uh, condemning. Yeah.
0: The team spent six years gathering all of this information. Wow. Before they were able to bring Russell to a new trial. To like start a new trial. On the 15th of October 2018... So, only a few
1: years ago. 2016 or 18? 18. 18. Shakers, that's a long,
0: long time. Isn't it? Over 30 years later.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: Right. At this point, Russell is still in jail, thank God, so it's easy to get.
1: But how annoyed are you that, like, another little girl was hurt? Yeah, right. That should never have happened?
0: <sighs> it, yeah, God. exactly. Yeah.
1: But she survived, but still, I mean, mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Not only do they have this very compelling evidence, but like he has already been convicted of kidnap, rape, and attempted murder of a seven-year-old. So it's like, his MO MO is the same. So we have the Mm -hmm. evidence, and we know his character, because he's already Mm -hmm. in jail for the same crime. He said he didn't do it, he denied it. He told the jury that the police have spent 32 years building a case against the wrong man.
1: Uh. (laughs) You can't say that anymore. Yeah. You committed the same crime uh-huh. on another victim. Uh-huh. The gig's up, like, mm-hmm. the jig's up. I always mix them up. <laughs> the gig's up? <laughs> I always say the gig when I mean the jig.
0: <laughs> the gig's up. <laughs> Russell, Crazy. Re- uh-huh. Russell refu- refuted and said that actually it was Nicholas' father Barry who was to blame for the girl's death. And. How'd hexah? Huh? Um, just uh, Nicholas' dad. One of the girl's dads. Oh. Uh, in fact, Nicola's father, Barry and Dougie, remember, the lodger, was oh arrested wow. in 2009 on suspicion of conspiracy to rape Nicola. What? Yeah.
1: Was, it was, was that true, though? Like, was there any...
0: No, nothing came of it and they were released without charge. But it was fucking... I was like, oh, that's creepy. Oh, dear.
1: Huh. Hmm.
0: The police said the investigation was unrelated to the murder. Huh. Both men were released without charge. At the 2018 trial, the prosecution put forward a different timeline. This timeline was uh, had stronger evidence that the girls were actually still alive at 6.30pm and that Russell went went to Wild Park after 630 After a nine-week trial, the jury returned a guilty verdict. Yay! Wow. On the 11th of September 2018, Bishop was sentenced to life imprisonment with a recommended minimum term of 36 years. Minimum. Okay. He is likely to remain in prison for at least 64 years or until he is 88 years old. Russell is potentially going to be the longest imprisonment served in the legal history of England and Wales if he lives that long. He's going to be the longest. Wow.
1: Yeah. I I, I, I can't believe that.
0: Right? If he lives to be 88, he'll be the most incarcerated man.
1: Wow. Isn't that crazy? The longest? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: (gasps) He deserves it.
1: Oh, completely. But I just, sometimes, you know, we're just very aware of all these other monsters and it's kind of like bizarre that they haven't had as long as well, you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. he definitely deserved it.
0: Afterwards, Karen's mother, Michelle, described Bishop as an evil monster. Quote, We finally have justice for Karen and Nicola, she said. Time stood still for us in 1986. To us, then-beautiful girls will always be nine years old. They will never grow up. So sad. In March 2020, it was announced that the slag, last time using it, it says her name, but I'm not going to say her name, um because I think oh. she was sixteen and she was just you know a stupid sixteen year old and yeah, uh, but this what happened to her is to be charged with perverting the course of course of <gasps> justice mm. oh yeah. It's fundamental,
1: and what year was that?
0: can i twenty twenty wow,
1: ho, ho, ho. in relation
0: to the police statements and core evidence which she had given during the original investigation in 1987. So they're saying, like, you purposefully misled us mm. and lied, and you're going to pay for it.
1: She did, but is nobody going to stand up and say, this person was underage, she was and 16, there was a predator? Yeah. She, he is by definition now. Mm-hmm. He's in jail for being mm-hmm. a pedophile, a uh-huh. predator. Uh-huh. And... She was under this person's influence. Yeah. And she was underage. So yeah. I just don't see how they can be too harsh on her.
0: Yeah. It's a bit much. You know,
1: she was so young. Uh, it It's a bit much. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't think I agree with it.
0: I mean, like, obviously what she did, did did not help.
1: It wasn't right. It no, was not right. But... but she
0: was fucking 16.
1: I'm, and i And I, 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 I would say that their relationship was 100% definitely sexual. Oh, yeah. Because... I don't think he would be with her otherwise for oh, any yeah. other reason. So she was technically sexually molested by him. She's underage. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand that.
0: And that is the end of the case. The end.
1: Wow. I really wonder what's going to happen with her.
0: We can keep uh, an eye on the slag.
1: Keep an eye. I could do feel feeling for her. Like, what age would she be now? And it's like still haunting her all these years. But at the same time, two little girls died And their parents didn't have justice for, like, what did you say, like 30 years now, is it? Over
0: 30 years, yeah.
1: I mean, she could have cleared that up. She could have come forward when she was older.
0: You're 100% correct. Yes, the slag, you could have came forward.
1: I don't know if I could live with that guilt of, like, knowing. But maybe she was scared, but uh, he's in prison. He's in prison. I don't know. It's, it's complex, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is complex, but wow, well, let's see what happens. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That was a really sad one. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Slanwalia. Bye. Bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.